Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the September the 25th and on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1869 and we travel to Germany where we remember the birth of Rudolf Otto, who is now regarded as one of the most influential scholars of religion in the early 20th century. He's best known for his concept of the numinous a profound emotional experience that he argued was at the heart of the world's religions. He elaborated on this in his wide-selling book, The Idea of the Holy, written during World War I, and when it was published it created an immediate sensation, and it was quickly translated into English, and then Swedish, Spanish, Italian, Japanese, Dutch and French, all within 12 years. In the book, Otto moved beyond the holy as a concept of moral perfection, and he described an authentic encounter with the holy as mysterium tremens et fascinans, a mystery that is once terrifying, tremendum, and fascinating, fascinance. This implied a twofold movement of attraction and repulsion, which has fascinated psychologists and mystical scholars ever since. And this encounter with the numinous, which he took from the Latin word numen, meaning divine power, Otto felt was most strongly present in the Old and New Testament, but that it was also present in all other religions. His thinking had a profound influence on some of his contemporaries, such as C.S. Lewis, Paul Tillich, Karl Barth, and the Catholic theologian Karl Rahner. In a passage in the book, he describes the numinous as The feeling of it may at times come sweeping like a gentle tide pervading the mind with a tranquil mood of deepest worship. It may pass over into a more set and lasting attitude of the soul, continuing as it were thrillingly vibrant and resonant, until at last it dies away and the soul resumes its profane non-religious mood of everyday experience. The numinous has its crude barbaric antecedents and early manifestations. And again, it may be developed into something beautiful and pure and glorious. It may become the hushed, trembling and speechless humility of the creature in the presence of whom or what. In the presence of that which is a mystery inexpressible and above all creatures. Otto began his academic career as a Lutheran theologian and he wrote his dissertation on Martin Luther's understanding of the Holy Spirit and then followed it with his habilitation on Kant. Looking at Luther's life, he was interested in understanding the distinctive character of the religious interpretation of the world, and then contrasted the naturalistic and the religious ways of interpreting the world, raising the question of whether the contradictions can be 
or should be reconciled. There was no easy reconciliation. But he opposed equally the religionists' hostility towards science and the scientists' disregard of religion. The two perspectives, he insisted, were to be embraced and to learn from each other. His exploration of Immanuel Kant was to specify the kind of rationality that is appropriate to religious inquiry. In this endeavour, he was influenced by the eminent German philosopher and theologian Friedrich Schleiermacher, particularly his early work on religion, speeches to its cultured despisers. Otto was impressed by Schleiermacher's fresh way of perceiving religion as being a unique feeling or awareness, distinct from ethical and rational modes of perception, though not exclusive of them. And Schleiermacher would later speak of this unique feeling as man's feeling of absolute dependence. Otto was impressed by this and credited him with having rediscovered the sense of the holy in the post-Enlightenment age. Rudolf Otto then undertook an extended journey around the world, beginning with North Africa, Egypt and Palestine, continuing to India, China and Japan, and returning to Germany by the way of the United States. During a visit to a Moroccan synagogue on his trip, he encountered in memorable fashion the Trisagion, holy, 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 which would have a big impact on him. His mastery of languages and knowledge of the history of world religions meant that this journey was a rich and illuminating experience. In addition to being at home with the languages of Near Eastern religions, he had mastered Sanskrit sufficiently to translate many ancient Hindu texts into German, as well as to write several volumes comparing Indian and Christian religious thought. This engagement with India showed itself by the impact that Hindu theology started to have on his thinking. For example, his concept of the holy other had the meaning of God in his Christian theological studies, but at the same time, it semantically implied the ultimate reality of other religious traditions. Brahman in Hindu religious tradition, as well as God in Christianity. His attempt to identify universal elements of religious or mythic thought would later be repeated by thinkers such as Carl Jung and Mercia Eliade. See the podcast of September the 10th and July the 6th, respectively. It was a time when liberal Christianity was stuck in an apologetic cycle, with what was perceived as the continual onslaught of the natural sciences. And the influence of descriptive psychology can be clearly seen on Otto's attempt to describe the non-rational dimensions of this experience as mysterium tremendum et fascinans. 
Otto eventually came to conceive of his work as part of a science of religion, which was divided into philosophy of religion, the history of religion, and the psychology of religion. However, his attempt to found religion on human experience had a mixed reception, with only Paul Tillich making significant use of Otto's ideas. However, the concurrence of neuropsychology, cognitive science and the study of religion that took place in the 1990s returned in significant respects to themes that had interested Otto. A neuropsychologist such as Eugene Dakili and Andrew Newberg have studied religious experiences that are reminiscent of Otto's numinous experience. That's all from the Pell of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at a national fast day declared by Abraham Lincoln during the outbreak of the American Civil War. To make our archives easier to access, we started to group our podcasts into themes. So if you can visit www.pogp.net, the third group of podcasts is on art and architecture, and it's going up this week, from Grunewald to Van Eyck. If you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod at gmail.com. And if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.